going to happen in Las Vegas. We'll obviously get into it a little bit more full length around 7 o'clock for you as well. The Phantom, your boy, had a packed weekend. I fit a lot of things in. Tell me what happened. So Friday night, I worked Lord's Acid at the Agora. Well, first, for, for, okay. for, right. for, back, back, back it up, back it up. I forgot. Right. So I got a new cell phone. All right. I'm back. I'm a, I'm a communicator with the world again. Hallelujah, dude. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many people over the course of the weekend were like, yo, did your boy get a cell phone? And I'm like, I don't know. He's not sending me D-pics. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I should have. That should have been the first it? thing I, I did know. with it. So no, I uh, but I did. Okay, so what'd you get? I so I, I ended up with the iPhone eight plus. Okay. Okay. And okay. and I'm very happy. But I did have to cough up more money than I wanted to. That sucks. Through that deal, if you don't remember, if you didn't hear, you'll be able to podcast it at wrqk.com. I'm not getting all, all the way back into it. But, no. you know, big company said I owed him money. I didn't feel like I really owed him money. But we ended up meeting in the middle. Okay. All, all right. right. Well, I'm, I'm surprised that they wiggled a little bit there. We, we met in the middle. Well, a friend of a friend called in a favor and all said, right. hey, I'm sending this guy in there. And my buddy was like, dude, I do a lot of corporate business with them. I'm, I know one of the guys over there. Let's see if we can get you some middle ground here. It's good to be Stansberry. It is. Once, well, it's not the worst. In your life, I got to be honest with you. Be Stansberry. It's not the worst. I like right? that, buddy. So we meet in the middle and I end up doing it. And so I'm like mad about it. Right. Right. But I, but I got my phone and I'm happy. So then I go to work that night and that took care of what I needed to do early in the, you know, in the day for the phone. So that okay. felt like a wash. So like, okay, good. Okay. And if you're walking away with a wash and it's, yo, you've got a cell phone that you feel happy with. I feel like that's a victory from, from at least my perspective where it's Absolutely. like, at least he'll stop ranting and raving about this. Just a quick iPhone eight plus review. Tell me what's the deal is. Tell me what it's about. Give me something. Here. So I, I, I wish I knew things, okay. but to me, <laughs> to me, it just. It feels like my old, like my last phone. I haven't right. really messed with it a whole lot. I will say though that, like, while you're in the car, if I go to like press the button to like kind of turn it on, it says "Do not disturb." It shows me a picture of the car, uh, and then you have to click a button that says "No, I'm not driving." Uh, liar. So it's yeah. So which I'm guessing is in in a courtroom will be an admission of guilt. Like yeah, uh, uh-uh, like dude, you were driving, and like there it is. So it kind of does that for you, okay. which I actually kind of, and so it doesn't give you any of the. I'm sure you can turn it off, but like none of your text alerts or whatever come through while you're in the car, which I actually kind of like because I drove back from Cleveland a couple of times over the weekend, which we'll get there. And it was kind of nice not like constantly like hearing it or looking for it and this and that. I, I would imagine it's only going to be a matter of time before that becomes commonplace where it's like your phone and your car are synced up somehow and that when you're the person behind the wheel, your phone just will not right. function anymore. Yeah. Other than maybe like calls like one touch emergency or something type like stuff. that. Yeah, I, I would assume that's coming down the pipeline when, when Verizon and Ford get into bed together. You know, it's, it's, it's inevitable. So then, yeah, Friday night I go to the Agora and I work Lords of Ass which was awesome right i mean it was awesome i mean they were so much fun a bunch of people i knew showed up and like there was a lot of weird stuff going on in 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 the bar which is really really fun then saturday starts with you and i emceeing the cosplay contest at the hall of fame city comic-con yeah dude yeah yeah and dude that was stressful for your boy (laughs) there was like there's a there's like a list of 60 names on this thing and there's phantom and i on the stage with microphones in our hand like having to recite these names as people Mm -hmm. are coming out and i was terrified i didn't know it so the one guy i knew the one dude was dressed up like somebody from a video game i played i was like yeah i know that one there was plenty of them that we didn't know i mean had no idea some of those dudes got a little bit salty about it too because i don't know if you noticed this i was zontana (laughs) i was like jeez i i at one point i said from the stage 
language. <laughs> Somebody just give me the Rosetta Stone of, of like cosplay so I can learn the language. Uh, the, the Hall of Fame City Comic Con, uh, it, it, it was a roaring success. It felt yeah, like a lot of people. A ton of people there. It was an awesome event. Yeah, I can't awesome. wait to go next year. Um, but I will say, so we're standing up there, and a bunch of like, a bunch of them are like dressed up as Batman or like Star Lord or like a couple know, of Darth Superman. Vader's. Right, right. Stuff that we all kind of know. But then we start getting into these animes. Like, and I do I had zero clue. And the the guy that was wearing the wooden the anime sandals, the guy wearing the wooden sandals was legit pissed at me when I got his name wrong. Like, Bro, legit pissed at me. You never once knocked me on the shoulder and said, look at wooden sandals. Never once. that Dude, you kept wooden sandals a secret till Monday morning? We were stuck. Dude, we were trapped on that stage for two hours. I don't get wooden sandals till now. Yeah, homie was wearing wooden sandals, and he's like, no, it's Zebe or something like oh, that. I'm just God. like, dude, I get it. I get it, I'm but sorry. nobody else does. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, so that was a ton of fun. And yeah, then, it really was. And then Saturday night, I went to my buddy Ricky's uh, you know, charity event, Rake and yeah. Bowl. And I got to meet one Jameel Hill from ESPN. Tell me more. Tell me more. So sure enough, I walk in, and he sees me right away. Right. And he's like, come here. And he grabs her. He's like, hey. He's like, you see this guy? <laughs> and she's just like looking at me like, yeah. yeah and, and he does. He introduces me. He's like, this is the most logical white dude you're ever going to meet in your life. Like, he's like, kind of gets it. Kind of. But, you know. And she was just like, uh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for the introduction. And then he tells her, he does. this guy does a show in the middle of Trump country and is still out there telling everybody how much he wants to have sex with you. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Ricky, oh, my God. What is happening? right now so i'm like meeting this woman and he's just like basically told her yeah dude this guy's got a big old crush on you and then walks away so now i'm just like sitting here like talking to jameel hill like yeah like so it's kind of out there now like i kind of want to get in your pants you like have masturbated thinking about you before and it's just like son of a bitch and here's the thing yeah man is she sexy really? in person hotter oh, in person yes dude like yes like because you know how like sometimes like she's on TV, so they'll they'll dress her. Right. That's not usually the case with people on TV. Like if you meet like a local like uh, TV reporter or something, almost nine times out of ten, like, oh the makeup chair's your friend. She's hotter on TV just because you're right. You have a professional makeup right. crew. You have a stylist. You have somebody there doing your hair. And then when you see her at Giant Eagle, she's you know Holly Strano's just walking down there like a normal person. And all of a sudden, it's like oh you're not as attractive as I thought you were. Um, but Jamel Jamil Hill, she more looked good. attractive. She looked good. Wow. Now there might have been a little bit like oh that's. A celebrity. There wow. might have been a little bit of that a on it. Starstruck. And uh, but like like yeah, I mean she was she was I believe she is involved and I believe he was there. Okay. You know what I mean? But okay. like you know, there I was trying to bowl and I was just like, man, all I can hear is jungle fever. <laughs> just hear Stevie. And my IFB in my ear just singing. You know what I mean? Because I was like, I'm I don't know what it is. I'm captivated by her. And sure enough, so I posted a couple of photos, you know, on those social, you know, networking sites, you know, look at me, right. you know, rubbing Doing shoulders with the right. important people, right? right? And that whole thing. And sure enough, guys are already awful. Like, why are you hanging out with her? Oh, of course. And I said to him, I was like, I, so I, I wrote back to the guy, I was like, because she's funny and she's cute and a, a good writer and like she's interesting like i there again i always bitch about this like this whole thing now where like unless i agree with every last thing a person says i can't be friends with them or i can't be hanging out with them it's just weird like what were you gonna do just like, go up and like punch her you're like screw you what are you gonna do that in interest of full disclosure that like that article she wrote like last week that was like the most shared thing on the internet as much as i love her i didn't even read it i don't even know what she said you know what i mean so i might agree with her i might not i don't even know 
So, I mean, but she, yeah, it was interesting to meet her, though. She was sexy. I mean, there's just people and there's just some, posi- there's some positions like where her. it's like, yeah, I would, I would want to meet that person. I have sex with her. Not even so much based on. <laughs> no, I on, do. Like, I do a lot. Not, not even so much based on. on, on Find me Canton's Jamil Hill. On them personally, but based on them so and, he just and keeps the talking. position that they have. It makes sense of like, just like, dude, I mean, what, are you not going to meet the president? It's like, no, of course I'd go meet the president. Whether yeah, I would. Them or not, yeah. right? Like, I'm going to go meet Jamil Hill. If you give me an opportunity to, to meet somebody who's like, hey, well, first. You're in the the upper echelon of our business. You are a broadcaster. Right. Look at what I do for a living. Level like how would I not want to be like hello? It helps the Instagram. It helps. Which by the way, I did have to change that with the phone for some reason. I can't remember what the. That's the Uh-oh. only account I couldn't get back in. So I just started new and linked it to the the Facebook. Has started new. I don't even know what my Instagram name is now. Like it, everything used to be Stansbury Show, and now my Instagram is the one thing that's different. So that that whole thing fell apart. Wheels falling off. But meeting her was awesome. Meeting okay. her was great. That was the highlight of the weekend. And then Sunday. I went to the Browns game. What? Why? What? 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 So our sa- our new sales manager, the, yeah. the guy that's never here. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Like, so I saw him in the hallway. I'm just busting his balls. But I saw him in the hallway on Friday, and he was like, "Hey, you got plans on Sunday?" I said, "No." He's like, "All right. Well, I got a pair of Browns tickets. I can't go, and they're really good." He's like, "So I'm going to leave them for you." Like, All right. So like, I ended up going to that. I took the ever optimistic Dustin with us. All right. I like it. And buddy. The whole way there, you were right. He's just down on it. Like the whole way there, he's like, dude, they're bad again. (laughs) And I don't know what to do. And I was like, and so when we get there, I was like, Dustin, they're going to go up 21 nothing early. They're going to get you pulled (laughs) back in. And I'm going to have to hear about the roadie the whole way home. And sure enough, we get in these beautiful seats. We're 12 rows off the field on the 20 yard line. And they were a mess. I mean, a mess. I mean, if you lose to the Jets next week and you go 0-5, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at Aided about this, but I've been on this a little earlier than I think the national media because nobody cares about the Browns. But Hugh's seat's hot, right? Like, you go 0-5. I mean, dude, I'm a Hugh guy, but honestly, even now, I'm starting to go, like, well, is what I'm saying true? Like, I keep saying you can coach and he can do the, but can he? I've said it since the beginning of all this, beginning of this season, since the end of last season. It's is hot, that right? How deep How deep can you go into this season that we're playing right now losing when you consider you went 1-15 And you're not year. just losing. I mean, you got embarrassed right, right. on your home field yesterday. The one thing that you have been correct about with Hugh Jackson is, dude, he just brings out the best in Andy Dalton. Like, there is no doubt. <laughs> about it. The combination of Hugh Jackson and Andy Dalton together, it is unstoppable. That guy looks like, oh, look like, he look like Evan Joe Montana yesterday, dude. The, the Red Riders just out there killing it. Oh, you did. He was, man. It was it was something else watching that guy. Yeah, well, everybody gets healthy against the Browns, but if they lose to the Jets next week and you go 0-5, you got to start bringing last year's Win loss record into it. So what are you one in twenty five? What 20, is it? one in twenty one? One in twenty one at that point you'll be. How deep can? How many games can you keep losing? I said right at some point somebody's going to be asking the question: Should Greg Williams be taking over this team? I don't know. Defense doesn't look very good either. They didn't look good. <laughs> <either. laughs> no. Well, that? but is that a product of the fact of how often they're on the field and playing too long? Is that a pro? I don't know. Here's what I can tell you. They lost the stadium yesterday. In the stadium, when like the boards are like pressing you to say defense, people were on their phones talking to one another. The boos in there were really loud. Like they've lost the stadium. It was pretty bad. Twice an hour, and we'll be running breaking news reports from NBC News about Las Vegas. You're getting your first one of our show right now. One oh six nine. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, where you can win your way into the WWE October 7th here yeah, at the Cannes Civic Center. Yeah, this weekend, baby. 
Oh my god, that is this weekend. That is this weekend, dude. I've had a lot of pro wrestling action in my life recently, including uh, this past weekend at OCW. Wayne County WrestleFest. But nothing, and I mean nothing, compares to WWE live in Canton, Ohio. Your boy's pumped about it. And, what are you uh, most excited to see there? Um, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. He's uh, he's uh, he's a Japanese pro wrestler who's recently made the transition into America. So this will be my first time seeing him. I deserve a Marconi for asking <laughs> that question and sounding like I cared about the answer. And later in the week, uh, I will be interviewing Becky Lynch, uh, who will be going up against, I believe, Charlotte Flair at the Civic Center. So pretty exciting oh, stuff nice. right there. Good. Absolutely. So 7.30 is when we'll pass those out. So waking up this morning and hearing about this awful thing that happened in Vegas, mm-hmm. if you don't know, like a mass shooting happened at a country music festival, the Route 91 Music Festival, where uh, 20 people have died, 100 people were wounded. They've, the suspect has been taken down by Las Vegas Police Department, but the first thing I thought of, my entire family lives there, right. I went... Oh my God, this is like a massive country music festival, which would totally be, dude, my brother's a huge Jason Aldean fan, like a really big one. And so I was like, oh, when I realized this is where that happened, I was like, first thing I did, I texted my brother, I was like, hey, did you go to this? And he texted me right back, he was like, no, you know, we're all safe, everybody in here is safe in our family, so I was like, oh, thank God. Is this Route 91 Country Fest, is this a big, I mean, like- I don't know, I, 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 I didn't just, know anything about it. I was just say, obviously Jason Aldean's performing, it's got to be somewhat big, this has to be a pretty well-attended event. Yeah, there's, you know, I mean, like these package tours go all around the country. It's called something else everywhere you go. Rock on the range, or rock right. on the, you know, Rocktober. Right. Like, there's, okay. I mean, it's okay. like one of those, and okay. people jump on and off of it, and you know, whatever. But I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like a yearly, annual thing that they do there in Vegas. I would imagine just based on the fact that Jason Aldean's head and Jake it, Owen was there. I mean, looking at some of the big. artists, yeah. I mean, it was definitely a, a bigger, yes, okay. festival. Um, you know, over at the Mandalay Bay. And so, you know, twice an hour, we will be running NBC News reports for you. But actually, Fantone found some stuff from CBS News. We have a little uh, eyewitness reaction to what had happened. Well, we were at center stage right at the front, just dancing away, having a good time. Jason was playing. And all of a sudden, we heard pop, 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 countless of times. And we all thought it was firecrackers. And then it kept on going, and then he fired for a bit. Then he fired another 15, 20 rounds, and that's when he realized it was a fully automatic Sound like a high-powered rifle, so we just hit the ground and just laid there and hang on to each other. Jeez. And it was quiet for a bit, and then fired another 30 rounds, and then quiet, and then what we were doing was every time he had stopped, he was reloading, we had gotten up and started making our way towards the fence, and then he started shooting again, and we'd hit the ground, and I must have heard him do it at least 15 times. I mean, terrifying. It's just absolutely terrifying. I mean, you can only imagine you're at a concert, and let's be real, you're there having a good time, not necessarily on the. You'd be six, seven beers deep, right? You're drunk. You're not. You're not looking for something bad to happen there, which I guess is a you know an indicator of like, well, dude, nowadays you kind of have to always be prepared. But like, dude, you you literally are ducking for your life and then trying to run away as he's reloading. I, I couldn't even imagine being in a situation. Well, like and that. here's the real scary thing: like, if you can hear it. When right. it starts, you what your you, the first thought you're gonna have is well, this is a stage malfunction. Like obviously fireworks were supposed to happen here, maybe or something like that, and like the sounds went off, but the flashes didn't work. So, like that's gonna be your your first thought's not going to be shooter. Like that's not the way. It's, you know what I mean? And like I've already seen people like 
man, this is happening, and Jason Aldean's still finishing his song. It's like, guys, he has his IFB in. He's standing oh. on that stage. He can't hear. I mean, dude, but you're already seeing it. That's ridiculous. I mean, people, I mean that really is ridiculous. It's crazy. It's like, and I've already seen this, too. Now, like, people are sending me, like, this, you know, what I'm assuming is a faked photo of, like, Antifa saying, look, we did this, or, like, you know, Melbourne saying, you know, one of our brethren. And, and, <sighs> and it's like, I hate the fact now that things like this can happen, and people, w- within, like, hours of it happening, people then are already using it as like this is why we're right and this is why and stuff it's like guys this is a tragedy like can't we just be like you know what i mean let's let's worry about what's happening and you know like thank law enforcement like why does it have to be you versus me right now like i hate how you know how that happens we do have a little information on the shooter and here that is question we did we are we're just given the name uh, of the shooter in this case law enforcement sources uh, now tell cbs news the suspect is identified as 64 year old stephen paddock he was a local resident uh, in the las vegas area as police have said he was living in a retirement community no criminal record no criminal record somehow made his way up to the 32nd floor of the mandalay bay hotel and began shooting down onto a country music, multi-day country music festival that had been going on. This is the south end of the... That's terrible. So yes, there are big hotels like the Mandalay Bay, but there are also big open spaces, which is where they put up these tents and where they hold some of these concerts. So a couple different things you got going on there. And I mean, this is almost silly to say when there's over 20 dead bodies and 100 other people got shot. But it's like the fact that he was reloading and the fact that he wasn't, I don't want to say a little bit more prepared. I mean, that had to have saved lives, right? I mean, if the guy's standing up there with multiple fully automatic weapons and just raining bullets down on you, the fact that he was reloading, I would assume that had to have helped. I Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the break in action uh, would definitely help some people get away. I'm sorry, as I'm reading this now, this is breaking from NBC News. Um, Las Vegas police say now it's over 50 have lost their life. He dead. And 200 Jesus. now injured after gunman opens fire at the Mandalay Bay. Jeez, dude. I mean, yeah. we are now getting into what could quite possibly be the worst mass shooting of all time. I mean, I think Orlando Pulse nightclub was 50 plus, but I, I, I can't remember what the exact number was. Yeah, I don't remember but that. But that. that was the highest body count, so we we have to be close to that. And this is still early. I mean, we, we like, you know, we may be finding more. When I woke up this morning, I got up at like 3.15, turned the news on, and it said two dead. And I was like, right. well, I was like, well, this this is a story, but like this isn't, you know, it's only two dead. And I don't want I don't mean to sound crass about that, but dude, we are now talking about 50 dead people, dead officers, dead citizens. I mean, yeah. like this is, uh, this is going to, uh, it's going to be a complex thing. We're yeah. going to run NBC breaking news reports for you twice an hour during the program. And we'll uh, continue with the Stansberry show next on rock. One Oh six, nine. What's going on? The Stansberry show. Ooh, hello. Hey, just remember to never cross the streams. You guys touch peepees or something? I wish. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stan's Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Win your way into the WWE event this weekend at the Canton Civic Center at 730. We'll pass those tickets out. We're now hearing that the tragedy in Las Vegas is the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history. 50 dead, 200 injured is what we're being told. Right now, and actually, Fantone found some audio from CBS News. Here's uh, Sheriff Joe Lombardo from the Las Vegas Police Department with the latest. Here to give you an update on the situation as I know it at this point. I think it's very important for you to understand that this investigation is going to be long and contracted um, before we get to the bottom of everything associated with it. 
Uh, but it's one of the things I wanted to update you with is we have located the vehicles that I had put out in the first briefing, and we believe we were uh, confident, but not 100% sure we have located the female person of interest. Uh, so I want the people to feel confident and calm in that aspect that we've uh, accomplished a lot in a short period of time. Now, the number of injuries, I do not know yet, um, but we are looking in an excess of 50 uh, individuals dead and over 200 individuals injured at this point. So they say over 50 there, which means that number will probably climb throughout the day. Oh, yeah, probably, of course. Probably two, three more times. I, I'm going to assume there's people in critical con- condition right. right now, and who knows what happens in surgery and what, what happens from that. Um, it, it, crazy to think that you've got over 50 dead bodies. 49 was Pulse Nightclub, from what I've heard. So this okay. does so this does bump it into the most, you know, uh, well, I mean, the deadliest of all mass shootings that have happened in the history of America. I just keep, I mean, Stephen Paddock was the shooter, 64. And I don't know why I'm fo- focusing on that, but it just seems... Older than I would have thought. Yeah. Seems older than I would have thought. Um, I, I, I mean, you know, more and more will come out about this, and we'll find out more and more about this, dude. But, like, this dude's not in- indicative of any one thing. This isn't like, oh, my God, 63-year-olds, we got to keep guns out of their hands. Oh, old, crazy white dudes no, are all going, right. I don't care who he voted for. I don't care what that situation is. This dude does not speak for anybody other than himself. His actions are his and his alone. And there is no, like, well, he voted for Trump, therefore you can tell he's, dude, he's a nut job. No, blah, I mean, blah, stop it. Well, I mean. I mean, it's it's both ways. I'm not trying to put it one way or the other there. Um, you know, I was going through news articles this morning and kind of reading comments, trying to see what people are thinking. A lot of people assume terrorism right out of the gate. Um, I, oh, I didn't. I, I, I did. I did. Oh, really? When I first woke I up did this not. morning, that's what I thought it would be. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's one of those things that this is obviously such a big story there's going to be moving pieces and parts and everything you read on the internet is not true so stop thinking that like well i don't know i saw this my buddy shared this on facebook and therefore it's got to be 100 percent true therefore you know what i mean facebook had antifa doing it an hour and a half ago people were sending me the photo of like melbourne's antifa saying one of our brethren in las vegas did it and you could tell right away it was faked and it's like that's no stop 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 let the cops do their jobs let them do, let the, the experts do their job. I know everybody does, loves to demonize cops. Let them do their jobs. They'll tell us what's happened and then we'll be able to figure out what happened. Like, and then, and then we'll be able to place brain, you know, blame appropriately where it should go. Like, I, that's, I, that whole thing now. It's just, I always say this. You're just off to the races immediately. As soon as something happens, there's something like the, it's like dopamine drips into your brain now. And the first thought is dig my heels in and fight for my side. Right. Does this make me look right? Does right. This, does this reinforce what I think, what I Which, believe? What it makes you look like is insensitive is what it makes you look like. It's not right or wrong. It makes you look like, you know what? You can't figure out that this might not be the moment is the way it looks to me. This horrible, now the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history has bumped a story pretty much from the front page of what would have been on the front page of the news. And we'll tell you which one that is next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show and Rock 106.9. 
Coming up at 7.30, we'll get you hooked up with these WWE tickets as that event is this weekend at the Canton Civic Center. Yeah. Saturday night. Your boy's I, excited. Yeah, right? I know you are. Your boy's got front row tickets. I too. heard. Yeah, I, I, do, excited too. I heard the uh, I heard the Canton Charge hooked you up. Hey, dude, the good people over at the Canton Charge, they uh, they know how to make things happen. Yeah, um, they do. My main man, Mike Clark, shout out to him, getting things done for uh, for your boy. So yeah, I'm very excited about it. I like it. it. Make, uh, let's make sure we get some good pictures of that, get them of posted up at the website. Of course. And we'll be passing out tickets. Not, not, Dude, it's not only once. Twice day, 7.30, you're getting hooked up with WWE. And they're not just tickets. It's not just a pair of tickets. It's a family four-pack of tickets coming in live. Family four-packs. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, too. And uh, I cannot confirm this, but rumor has it, uh, Randy Orton will be on that bill. So I know people are going to be excited about that. He usually doesn't do house shows. Oh. Well, look at that, Canton. You're getting something special. Yeah. Randy Orton. So the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history in Las Vegas Knocked a story right off the front page. And what would have been the big story of the day today, which is OJ Simpson released from jail. Mm-hmm. And OJ his has given his intentions to continue to live in the state of Nevada and live in Las Vegas as a resident now that he's released from jail from what his lawyer is saying, which I find odd. I find strange. Why do you say that? Well, maybe you don't go back to Bundy Lane or whatever it was, like right. where you lived. Like maybe you don't go back there, but I know he had a place in Florida, but like Las Vegas is the city in which one of the worst nights of your life happened because it's what put you in jail finally. Now I know he didn't do time for the murders, even though a lot of people think he was guilty, and I'm on that side. I think he was totally guilty of those Agreed. murders. But like Vegas is the is the place that sent you to prison. Like I would think you would want to get out of Nevada as fast as humanly possible. Get me um, out of here. I guess. I mean, you're not going back because wasn't that a hotel that he broke or that, that, that they yeah. stormed or whatever? So I'm going to assume that it's probably just one of those things where it's like, dude, I'm going to go quietly live out in the desert because you know this better than anyone. I mean, there's Vegas and then there's the rest of, of Nevada. So maybe he's like, <sighs> yeah, right. I mean, it's true. My brother lives about 20 minutes north of the strip. And once you get up there, I mean, other than the fact that you got slot machines in the gas station, you it really is like living anywhere else. Feels like Central California. At yeah, that point, it really is yes, in the middle does. of the desert where. Yeah, and it's does. like, all right, well, this is this is where we live now. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the temptation of Sin City is always going to be there for the juice. And I think there's plenty of validity in the people who are saying, like, well, how long until he's back in jail? How long until he's back in jail? But I think it, well, I mean, dude's old at this point. 70, 70? right? 70. Got to be close. I would assume that he's probably just going to go, like, live his days out, out on the, out on the ranch. I though. mean, didn't he already give us his intentions about, like, getting back on TV? Like, isn't there it's already a reality show? Son of a bitch. You know, I mean, that's, I mean, your argument for a regular person yeah. makes all the sense in the yeah. world yeah. but if you're oj simpson you want to make some money and so i'm guessing that's why he why he wants vegas right is because everything's the spectacle but i had another idea for the juice i wanted him to come here okay right because aren't they doing that at the hall of fame village like they're gonna bring former nfl players i was like dude imagine if we get the because didn't he say he wanted to like do the show with one of the card, like the Kardashian girl, right? Like because people say she's his daughter. One of the Jenners, maybe. Yeah, and I then think so. like he, like it, he, he was talking about doing a. Re- I mean, dude, imagine if the Juice living up there at Hall of Fame Village, we just get OJ in Canton. Yeah, that is one of the things that the Hall of Fame Village will be focused on is the treatment of of Hall of Famers, guys who played in the NFL, who aren't necessarily millionaires, who aren't necessarily doing the best right now. 
and I think it's fair to say O.J. Simpson probably in that criteria, fits that criteria pretty well. How amazing would that be if he came oh, here? Oh, God. I want dude. the juice the here. Juice is loose, running around. I mean, his bust already went down 77. <laughs> Let's bring juice here. What, I mean, I, we're missing a golden opportunity here to help like further put Canton on the map. Yes. Yeah, I will agree that there is something there. And, I mean, with everything that they're going to want to draw attention to is a reality show outside of the realm of possibilities. It draws attention to the positive thing the NFL is doing. With, I mean, I get that there's going to be the, well, he's a murderer Andrew thing. Simpson, yeah, if this was any, I, once I, again, I, if this was any other Hall of Famer, dude, you'd be on to Bring Buckus here, yeah. Right, of course we're sure, bringing yes. him here. But this is O.J. Simpson that we're talking about. All right, so maybe he's not your first resident. But how awesome would that be if he picked here? Here's the thing, though. It's like if you're going to keep him in the Hall of Fame, if you're going to keep the bust in the Hall of Fame, if you're going to keep his name as in those hallowed halls, why wouldn't you embrace him further? By by leaving him in the Hall of Fame, aren't you essentially saying we do not believe that he's a murderer? I know. I yeah, I get that there are going to be people who assume that. I think what's more likely there, Phantom, what you're dealing with is it makes it more of a story if you yank him out of it, right? Like, isn't it one of those things where, like, now, the, like, what's happened with OJ so long ago that people don't associate him with the Pro Football Hall of Fame right away? Um, and, fair. And now it's like, but now if you take him out, it's like, oh, yeah, he was in. And now, like, where, where do you draw the line? Um, right? Like, but, uh, if, you, if you bounce him out, are we bouncing everybody out? Like, Hall of Fame's... I've heard mur- people make murder. this argument that Hall... Wait, murder. I mean, I like it. <laughs> I think murder's a pretty decent place to draw I, the line there. I, yeah, I like it. I like it. But I've heard people make the argument that, you know, Hall of Fame's are... You know, once you're in, you're kind of in. I understand that argument, and I think that it would be... I, well, I don't know if that would be the right world to live in in the sense of, like, well, it only matters what you did on the field. What you do off the field does not matter but because but there's going to be lines there, well, dude. And not only that, but that's not going to be the standard putting future guys in now. Of course not. Of you know what I mean? Not. Like, we're going to take off the... I mean, look at... Dude, Terrell Owens is, what, third all-time touchdowns? Not in. Right. One of the greatest receivers of all times. And because, not in. And because he took his shirt off and did sit-ups in his front yard for reporters, that's why people are like, no, Which, we can't do by it. by the way, it's in interesting about Terrell Owens and that because everybody talks about his off the field issues but you know none of it was like no you know what I shouldn't say that because I don't remember everything that happened with T.O. but wasn't it mostly just like drama stuff it wasn't right. like it wasn't as far as I remember it wasn't, it wasn't like domestic violence wasn't and stuff, punching right? your wife wasn't shooting people wasn't I uh, mean if you're just theatrical then you're theatrical it's but who you are it's what you do and right. I don't know if I'd want it on my sideline but you can't argue with the fact that the guy was great so by 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 allowing OJ Simpson to stay in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and I guess really what we're getting into here is, well, does the Pro Football Hall of Fame want or does it have a high ground to stand on here? And if what you're trying to do is trying to be like the most, you know, I don't want to say wholesome place in the world, but you're trying to have integrity. And I you want to be Disneyland of football. Right. And if you want to have the integrity of like, this is where champions are made. This is where legends live. This is where legends never die. And you're going to have a murderer in your in your in your in your halls. Or is oh, this is a great question? Is OJ Simpson the only murderer in those halls? I think the only one I, that that's that we know the crime, the most compelling case. I mean, sure, are you going to tell me that some football player from the 1930s got wasted one night and beat the crap out of some you know hooker, some 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 flapper hooker? Sure, you can make that argument to me, and you show me the proof, and I'll, I'll believe you. Well, dude, now I feel bad for a flapper hooker <laughs> but, I never got to but, meet. But, but but this is certainly the most compelling of all these cases, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I think. They're in a weird position right now of like, well, how, how do we handle this, dude? 
Because you're right. There's no way on earth, dude, no way on earth that next year, Hall of Fame weekend, and all these Hall of Famers are coming down into town, and everybody's riding down Cleveland Avenue in a Corvette, and everybody's cheering for Dude, him. Juice isn't there sitting is on the back of no one of those? no way. Well, I mean, is he not? Is he There's not no coming? way. You don't think the Juice is coming to Canton? No. I, do. I think he does come next weekend, or, or next year's weekend, and I think he does ride one of those Corvettes. No. I'm telling you, here's the thing. Will, will Jerry he, Jones was in one. He's will, a billionaire. Will he? Okay, so hold on. Hold on. Do, will I think O.J. Simpson buy tickets to like, <laughs> do I think he flies <laughs> in to be near it yes do i think the whole pro football hall of fame like has him be an official part of it no if you're gonna leave him in though if you're gonna leave him in you're saying you don't think he's a murderer or i don't okay think to, it says or that it's okay to have murderers in the hall of fame it says one of the two uh, things i don't know if it says either one of those two well, things how does it not i think honestly well right now i think they could go well i wish you two idiots here locally would stop <laughs> you know spreading a light on it i'm willing to bet that's the conversation they're having right now sorry jimmy <laughs> but on top of that I'm telling you, I think the conversation's probably been had at some point, and somebody said, look, people have kind of like backburnered this, and if we take them out now, now it's just a huge media PR storm of, like, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. They backburnered it because O.J. Simpson was in jail. He is no longer in jail. He's going to be showing up at events. He's going to have a reality show. There's By the no way, way this light isn't on it now. If he's in the Hall of Fame parade, the Twitter audience would like him in the Bronco. <laughs> Yeesh. Terrible, Yeesh. terrible. Um, I saw that the uh, that the Florida Attorney General told him not welcome in Florida. Don't wow, come back is to that Florida. why he's not going to Florida? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, I, I don't know what kind of authority the Attorney General of the state has to tell somebody not to move there, but that is OJ Simpson is not welcome in the state, the great state of Florida. Is is what I'm reading from Pam Bondi. Joe's tweeting and saying, in my opinion, the Hall of Fame is celebrating what a player he was and not what they currently are. And now Jay tweeting in and says, dude, you realize they can't kick the guy out of the Hall of Fame for being pretty sure he killed someone. And that's kind of fair, too. Like, if murder's going to be the line, then be convicted of it. Right? Now, I think he's guilty. I totally think OJ's guilty. I think he was guilty. Dude, I thought he was guilty then. I think he's guilty now. I always say this about Twitter. Dude, if this happened now, dude, Twitter would think OJ was innocent. That's why it did. That's the number one way I slam Twitter every single day. Is Twitter, had Twitter been around then, they, it would have thought OJ was innocent. For sure it would have. I mean, if you're putting the burden of proof onto like the criminal court system and well if he was found innocent he's found innocent if he's found guilty he's found guilty and that's I mean, how we're doing it are we going to hold the standard with the rock and roll hall of fame right. we're going to start taking like dude Vince Neil not going to be allowed to go in because he murdered those people with that car I mean, but should Michael Jackson be there I mean a different you know what I'm saying in like, my opinion no well right I mean so like I guess if I'm if I'm the curator of these hall of fames if I'm the person making these decisions I guess that's where my lines are other people it's like no Billie Jean was a really good song I don't care if he raped kids yeah I don't care I, if he murdered his wife so, he can run and OJ could run. He was great running back. They, they you know, they, they're right, man. He wasn't convicted of it. So, like, I don't know if you can yank him out of the Hall of Fame because we're we be, because nod nod we wink we know he did F- it. Found guilty. Found guilty of what was it? Uh, assault assault with a deadly weapon. Right. I mean, yeah. So there's going to be a lot of that in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I guess, there's, dude. There's a lot of that in the current NFL. I guess. I guess then at that point, your moral high ground means nothing, and quit pretending like you have it. And I know it's awesome to put a million you know American flags out front, and it's like, hey, we're a great company. Yeah, people have been asking me about that. Well, I mean, like, but so quick, what so is get the off deal your high horse then. What is the deal with that? Um, I think that was just an, a, a, a blatant showing of, like, 
we're not the we're, league. Well, no, it's not so much we're not the league that like not everybody associated with the NFL feels the same way that the Kneelers do, and that's fair. I don't think that that's like a bad thing to. No, to that's say. not. No, and it's smart business too. I mean, there's definitely part of that. Nick's asking, you know, well, Ray Lewis will soon be in. He's a murderer, and again, not never convicted of anything. I don't believe, right? If I have that story right. I know there's a weird spot there with Ray Lewis and what happened there in Atlanta, and I don't even remember all the facts of it, but I remember at the time thinking, yeah, he definitely had something to do with that. I wonder if anyone has done like an expose of the history of the Hall of Famers. You know what I mean? Like, all right, which one of these guys beat up a hooker? All right, which one of these dudes had a cocaine problem? All right, which one of these dudes, you know what I'm saying? Like, Are we going to... Are, are we going to direct and produce a 30 for 30? No, we're not going to do anything, dude. We're barely, we are barely pulling this radio show together, bro. How are we going to do a 30 for 30? See, you say that, but I think we just <laughs> sp- did a fantastic 15 minutes of getting ourselves fired for questioning the most powerful business within, what, 20 cities of here? Yeah, why not just say Altman and Tim can suck, too? Like, why not do that, Throw guys? Throw <laughs> They're no good. I'd buy anything but a Hoover vacuum. Anything. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm gonna miss Canton, dude. Like, <laughs> it's I, fun. It's like, dude. Time. Here's the thing: I'm gonna miss this town a lot. The pizza was fantastic. WWE tickets up for grabs next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Cause I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Momentarily, we'll pass out these WWE tickets we have for Saturday night's event at the Canton Civic Center. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need for those. Phantom will be in the house Saturday night for that as well. Yeah, I will, dude. Yeah, I will, dude. I'll be the tall idiot in the front row just screaming like, oh, my God, what is wrong with that dude down there? Well, a lot is, and you'll see it all happen Saturday night. Yes, yes, indeed. We'll get you hooked up here momentarily. The president has uh, responded to the issue in Las Vegas, the situation. And, uh, well, now my computer screen just went black and I don't have his tweet. (laughs) Sorry about that. I was going to read you Trump's tweet. Uh, I apologize for that. But Fantone did find me a piece of audio here from another concert goer who is now claiming that a Las Vegas police department uh, or or a member of law enforcement has actually saved her life. Let's take a listen to that. And then all of a sudden we just heard a whole bunch of shots fired and people started running. And so... My husband said, get down, get down. And so we, we, we bent down and everybody was just running, just straight up. And you could see people getting shot and people falling. And then uh, my husband said, okay, yeah, we got to go. We got to go. We got to get out of here. We're going to get shot. And so we started running and there was the little, I don't know where the concession stands are, mm-hmm. and little cubicle kind of things of tents. And we started to run and a, a, a metro officer who I owe my life to, grabbed us and he said come here come here get in here get in here so we went running inside and the lights were on and everything else was dark they turned the stage lights off and everything and we went running in there and he said get down and so we got down and I was there my husband was in front of me and there was another two ladies behind us and the officer actually covered me up to protect me from being shot because I couldn't get out all the way and it was like you could hear the shots just like going back and forth and ricocheting. And uh, the, it, and then they would stop. And then we thought, okay, it's over, it's over. And then it would start again. Ugh. Imagine how terrible that is. Awful. You think that like, all right, I can run out of here. There's some level of safety. It's okay. And then boom, 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 boom
Imagine being the guy whose job it is to lay on top of her so she doesn't die. Jeez, dude. Like, when I start thinking about, like, again, when I start thinking about what cops have to go through, it's just like, I just don't have that in me. Um, Yo, no. Not for 50 grand a year, I don't. There's no question. I mean, not for that. I don't care, dude. You can give me $500 million a year, and I'm not that man. I'm not. I'm not (laughs) not that brave. I'm not. That's not who I am. That's just a tough, tough gig. There's no question about it. Um, You know, as far as the president goes, um, it was essentially a, a warmest sympathies, warmest. You know, yeah, I have it here. My warmest condolences and sympathies to the victims and families of the terrible Las Vegas shooting. God bless you. Uh, you know, I had asked Fantone a little earlier this morning. I was like, where is the president? Like, it had been 630 in the morning. He normally tweets pretty early. And I was like, you know, where this is going to be a thing now. Like, this is, you know, once the morning starts to move on, somebody's going to say, where is he in this? And then I just kind of realized, like, maybe what he did there was just waited for Las Vegas Police Department to come out and give the most updated information, find out what's going on, and then make a statement. And I mean... Which I guess is probably the responsible thing to do. And it's not like there's anything that his words are going to do one way or another. So I can't fault... I I, I don't No, I'm not going to fault him. Yeah, I don't don't find fault in that for him not saying something at 5.45 this morning. He just tweets about Rocket Man at 6.15 in the morning sometimes. So I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, you know, know, as a guy who does not hate him, I knew somebody was going to, you know, put the magnifying glass on that. Earlier in the broadcast, um, we were talking about you know the amount of people that were shot, and I made the point of this guy was reloading his gun, um, and that probably saved some lives. Is the fact that he was reloading and didn't have a ton of weapons sitting right there next to him? NBC News now reporting that law enforcement found a ton of weapons in the shooter's room. So I don't know if he was pulling out one gun and then pulling going to the next one and then going. To oh, the maybe. Next one. Yeah, but, maybe. But NBC News reporting that his his hotel room was just stockpiled with with weapons and ammunition. So somebody is sent me a couple of unedited videos of this um and i haven't had a chance to view them yet and i don't know if i want to you know what i mean he's saying he's like if you watch these and you listen to it he's like it sounds like more than one shooter to me and now i don't know that at all vegas pd hasn't like they have not walked anybody down the line that they're even thinking that as of yet there was there was initial reports of explosions in other buildings and shootings in other buildings and none of those things turned out to be true i don't i, I don't know videos, i, I haven't know seen these i haven't looked at this yet but i would imagine if they were even remotely thinking it that uh, who is it sheriff joe lombardo yep. would have would have said we're looking into the possibility of another shooter yeah i mean if it was i would think you'd think if it was still a dangerous situation they would they would let people know that um they have mentioned that they found the woman that yep. they were interested in not that she was a secondary shooter but she was a person of interest i think there was two vehicles they were looking for both of those have been found my guess is they want her to find more information out about the shooter of course the, versus like the well, event that happened and it's not to say that she necessarily didn't play a role in it i mean of course planning she maybe have, right, a, or, or the a signal it, maybe right, you but, know things like that yeah but that she was not presented as a second shooter what a day. I mean, like when I woke up this morning, like I say, every morning I wake up and there's, you know, m- much like everybody else, my-, my phone's right there within arm's reach of the bed. And so I grab it and I start like looking at the first things, you know, for the day before the show starts, you know, and, and, I, and I realize it's Las Vegas. And I was like, oh, my God, this happened at a Jason Dean thing. Like, I know it was like a huge thing, but it was like during Jason Dean. I was like, my brother is kind of the guy who like got me into like listening to that kind of stuff. He loves Jay- He's like huge Jason Dean fan. And I was like, oh, my God, I could totally see my brother taking his wife. And so, like, I called right away. I was like, Did, you didn't do this, right? And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, we're all good. Everybody here is good. And I was just like, oh, thank God, man. That was a terrifying, it was an awful feeling waking up to that this morning. I can only imagine how people feel. We'll keep you updated through NBC News updates twice an hour on the program. Let's send somebody to the WWE. That's this weekend. Canton Civic Center. We'll take caller 25, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Fantone, half, half.
of Americans think this about themselves, and they're wrong. We'll tell you what. That is next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show and Rock 106.9. Already passed out a family four-pack of tickets for the WWE this weekend. I keep saying pairs. They're not pairs. No, they're not. 9.30, we'll have another four-pack for you as well. 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Buddy, I'm looking ahead at tomorrow's program. Okay. Okay? Okay. Haven't even finished this one, but I'm looking ahead. I'm going to say focus right now. I'm I'm looking ahead at New Tour Tuesday for tomorrow. All right. And, buddy, you're getting new Blake Shelton. Okay. I'll name the dogs. And, dude, oh. like, the moment I the moment I was driving around over the weekend, I was listening to 99.7, Kansas New Country. And I heard the new Blake Shelton song, and I was like, oh, my God, Fantone's going to go crazy. I'll name the dogs. I'll name the dogs. Okay. All right. So that tomorrow, part of New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. I read an article over the weekend, and I can't figure out how I feel about it. All right. And what it says here is they, they did a study of, you know, a random group of people or whatever. And they basically found out through this study that half of all Americans find themselves physically attractive. Now, could that possibly? Can you do it? Because I don't know. Can you look up for me? What's the current U.S. population right now? Because I'll be honest. I don't know what that is. Uh, I'm going to guess it's probably 350 million, but I'll find out. uh, Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's that's about where I thought it was. 350 million people. So you mean to tell me half of that? 323. All right. So, yeah, 320 million people. You mean to tell me that half of those people think they're physically attractive? Uh, well, I mean, dude. I, I mean, shouldn't America be suffering from a confidence problem? Then, like, um, I, I think a big part of it is attractive is a kind of sliding scale. You know what I'm saying? And what you view as attractive for a celebrity is going to be view, you're going to think differently does of what this, you view as attractive on yourself. Does this happen? Because sometimes this will happen for me in my head. Like, as a person who does not think he's like really good looking, but I don't think I'm gross. Right. Like so I'll go into a store and I'll be like, well, I'm better looking than that person, right. that person, that person, and that person. So then you walk away thinking, well, I must be physically attractive, right? right? And, and I mean, is that how this too. happens? Uh, yeah, I, I would I would for sure say that. And I mean, you know, maybe Canton, not the most beautiful place in America. Canton and Miami, probably two different cities right there. But nonetheless, yeah, you, 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 by the law of averages, I think you just kind of look around and you're like, well, I'm not as fat as that dude. And oh my God, that person's hideous looking. Well, that happens that to me a lot too. Like a troll. Like I'll post you a know, picture myself and guys would be like dude you know you always talk about how fat you are like dude that you're the skinniest fat dude i've ever seen and i but I, you know you always say i have horrible self body image well you do there's no question about it but i i think a big part of that is is it's just the sliding standard of american fitness and it's like well i dude you know walking around in canton ohio i don't feel fat at all i really don't but then sometimes i'm like damn dude you're not in shape at all like not even li- like close like not even like relatively you're getting dad bod for n- sure not, not even relatively like in like a, a yeah a, you know so i think that is we just see people that are fatter than us we see people that we perceive as uglier than us and it's like well dude i look pretty good because when i when i read that when i read the headline yesterday 
and it said half of Americans think they're physically attractive. I was like, there's no way that's accurate. Well, once again, it's it's that it's it's what do you perceive as attractive? Because like, if you think about that, if the, if if the middle ground is like, all right, well, you're in the middle of America, therefore you're probably fifty percent of people are more attractive than you, fifty percent are are below in attractiveness. You probably are going to put yourself up in that top fifty percent, and then you're like, well, by by you know by comparison, yes, I am attractive, um, but that's not a good place to be. Fifty-three 53% of the respondents regard themselves as, as at least somewhat attractive or somewhat. more. Or more. Somewhat. So that, that, that helps us figure out where we are. Only 10% of those found themselves to be very attractive. Okay. Which again, if, if I was been in this study, I would have listed myself as somewhat att- Here's what it was. I don't know. Not attractive at all. Not very attractive. Somewhat attractive. Very attractive. Those were the breakdowns. Okay. And have given that choice... I probably would have put myself in the somewhat attractive category. Yeah, like I think most people think they're somewhat intelligent. I think most people think that they're... You know, I, I almost want to see the math on that. Well, I mean, yes, of, of course, but I think people have that perception of themselves as like, well, look at all these other idiots out here. Oh my God, I'm not as dumb as that guy. Look at what he just said on Facebook. I'm not that dumb. So like, yeah, we, we, we compare ourselves to others. And, you know, as America gets fatter and dumber, it's like, well, by comparison, I'm not nearly as that bad. Here's where also half of Americans lied. They say, despite most respondents saying that they cared little or not, not at all for the opinions of others when it comes to looks. 51% said they had received a comment about their appearance that made their day. I'm saying I don't believe that most people don't care what other people think about how they look. I don't buy that. They say they do. They want to. That's the whole, like, I don't care what other people think about me. I don't care what you say about me. Which, by the way, is a very, like talk crap, get slapped kind of mentality. You should care what people think about you. That's how you know whether or not you're being decent. Yes, I mean, should it be the one and only factor in your life of what you decide things on? No. other people's perception of who you are should matter to you. I have never understood why people think that that makes you, I don't care what people think about me, that makes me better. No, that makes you a 40-year-old kindergartner is what, what it makes you. That's what it makes you. It makes you unaware of who you really are and how like insignificant you are. What percentage of people do you think are attractive? Oh, God. What percentage? Out of 320 million? Yeah. I'm saying... Well, I think all the 20 million no. that listen to this show are wildly attractive. <laughs> what a politician fan don't answer that was, dude. Good God. I think out of the 20 million people that listen to this program, they're all hot. I mean, as you kind of look at it, and you know, like I said, Canton's going to be different than Miami. There's going to be different areas of the country that probably have more attractive or what are considered like stereotypically attractive because, you know, some dude can, you know, be into supersized BBWs and that's his attraction level. Every now and again, like once a month, I, yeah, I, dude, there's something <laughs> That happens with my browser history. Um, but as far as it goes, I would probably say, and I'm just looking at this as like what I view as somewhat attractive, not necessarily somebody that I'd want to have sex with or somebody that would like turn my head, but I don't know, 35% of people are probably wow. decent looking. I'm not saying like a well, stud. Well, it's not half. Right. I'm not saying like a stud, but like, I mean. Well, Bill Burr once said in his stand-up special, and I thought he was, I thought he nailed it. That guys are pre-programmed to sleep with like 80% of the women they meet. Like right. they can get it through their head. He's like, that's how we got to this many people. Right. It's because guys are like, they're like, yeah, like she's just about right. So yeah, let's do that. 
And I would so that's probably so yeah by that those then thirty five percent of people would have to be attractive. And I would probably say there's more attractive women than there are attractive men. You think that, or do you I just do. notice them? I I think because I I think honestly I think this may be a male privilege issue. Honestly, a little bit here. Hear me out. I, I hear me out. I think what happens there is that you see unattractive women, process it, and throw it out of your brain, and don't think about them at all, and you focus on when you see attractive women. Immediately, I think all men can or should be able to fess up to, you know immediately whether you would sleep with that woman or not. Whether you will or not is another question. Don't even have to meet her. But I don't have to meet her. I don't have to talk not to at her. All. As soon as I see a woman, yep. I know, like, okay, Absolutely. is this something that would happen? Now, you can become more attractive through yes, getting to know you, and I can be turned on by you as a person, and then I may be able to resolve myself to, all right, maybe I just won't take you to dinner with my friend. Where women, like, where women, I don't think necessarily have that. I don't think they can just see a dude and automatically know, well, am I... Men are more visual. Right. Am I physically attracted yeah. to this man? Is this a man that I would want to sleep with? Men so, are more visual. So just kind of looking at it from that standard, I've always felt that there's more dateable, attractive women out there in the world than there are men. So and here like, I am alone. <laughs> and here I am all alone. Awful. Dude, everything about this show makes me feel effing worse. <laughs> worse. This is supposed to be my therapy. I can't afford a therapist. You jerks are supposed to be it, and then I come in here and do this, and I just feel worse about myself by the time it's all said and done. You know what made me feel worse about what myself? Going to the goddamn Browns game yesterday <laughs> is what did it. And we'll get a wrap-up of that from Scott from winningfornextyear.com next on Rock 106.9. Toby Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106 Knock 1069. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Joining us every, like he does every Monday at 8, this is Scott from winningfornextyear.com. My man, the Cleveland Indians have won 102 regular season games. And if I have my math right, there's what, 162 games in the season? Like You are correct, sir. What a hell of a run this team is having. Like, what a run. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were worrying that they were peaking at the wrong time. They're like clearly still peaking. I mean, they they would they haven't stopped winning baseball games. Now, you know, obviously, playoffs are a bit of a different animal. There's a lot of variance. There's a lot of sure. luck. Um, you know, it, it take it takes one one error to extend an inning or or something along those lines to really really tilt that landscape. But uh, if you're talking about talent, if you're talking about pitching staff and just ability to you know, put together big innings. Uh, it's tough to find a better team right now than the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I think people, it's a long season. There's no question about it. So it's easy to kind of lose track of what else is happening in the MLB. When you look at the rest of Major League Baseball and what's going to be going on in the playoffs, other than the Indians being so hot, what else should we be looking for? Well, the Yankees are quietly really, really good. Um, the, the Twins are probably a year ahead of where the people thought they would be. Uh, given their youth, so for them to get that second wild card uh, is, is pretty impressive. If you're if you're a Minnesota fan, uh, you know things are really really looking up for you. Um, that 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 the Yankees will have to use their stud starter, uh, you know Severino, in this wild card match uh, is is really really important for the for the Indians. Um, you know, so they they by by all accounts, you know Kluber will take the bump at Game One on Thursday, and he'll be matched up against the Yankees' number two starter as opposed to their number one, which is a really big deal. Um, you know, obviously the Yankees boast a lot of power. Aaron Judge, one of the best young you know power hitters in baseball. The Indians have somewhat had his number this year. Uh, don't forget, there was a really big game during that 22-game winning streak where uh, they put Judge into pinch hit in the ninth to uh, potentially win that game, but he, they struck him out swinging. Um, so there, there's going to be a lot of really high stress moments 
throughout uh, this, throughout this first round, and you know, five game series. So it, you know, it all it takes is again one one to go the wrong way, and, and things can spiral out of control kind of quickly. But I, you know, again, they say pitching wins. Uh, you know, pitching wins the playoffs, and it's it's tough to find a better unit top to bottom when you're talking starting and and uh, and relief than, uh, than than what the Indians have provided. We're talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Yeah, I think the Indians have a fantastic chance to win the World Series. As a matter of fact, I think that they probably will end up uh, winning the World Series. I want to shift now to football. Scott, I went to the, I went to the Browns game yesterday. Do we have to? Uh, yeah, absolutely we do. Because I, I was in the stadium <laughs> yesterday. I sat at the 20-yard line, and I was 12 rows up on the 20-yard line. And I still couldn't find where Jabril Peppers was lined up on defense at. Like, are, is somebody going to eventually teach this kid like how to get inside the defensive structure properly? Oh, it's not. I mean, it's not his. It's not his doing. Um, I, for whatever reason, they're taking an in-the-box strong safety and putting him at free safety. Um, they, for whatever you know, again, it it really worked well against the Steelers. Um, that they're not changing the game plan dependent upon who they're playing is kind of troubling to me. Right. Um, you know, and having him at his size being single coverage against AJ Green in the red zone, a lot, there's a lot of questionable things. That uh, you know that took place, and you know, and the hard part is with them not winning. Fans are forced to look at what Carson Wentz is doing and what Deshaun Watson is doing, and then again, what Malik Hooker did again last night for right. the Colts, and all these guys they pass up on. And you know, it's it's hard to say that they picked the wrong players. You know, I I think you know I think of Joku and Peppers, and you know, and and the in Miles Garrett, who who we hopefully will see next week is, um, you know, are good players, but until they start producing for a winner, we're forced to watch all these other guys and wonder what if would have happened had they not made these trades. So it's, it's, it's doubly frustrating. You, uh, you mentioned a couple names there and, and guys who you view as winners or guys who at least could be, you know, talented players on a winning team. One of the names you did not mention in there is Deshaun Kaiser. And I know it feels like forever ago, but after coming out of the preseason four and zero, everybody was like, dude, the Browns have found their quarterback. The Browns have found their quarterback. Is there a reason to either, is, is there a reason to believe that? Is there a reason to believe that Deshaun Kaiser is going to be the quarterback after he got, you know, put Kevin Hogan got put in it, it, moving forward? Is he still have that spot? Kevin Hogan was put in to keep him healthy, to, to, to not to not have a certain quarterback go down right. in, a, in a in a blowout. Um, they, the, they were a Kenny Britt catch away from being down, and, and, a, and a non-missed field goal away from being down fourteen ten in, right. in that in that, that, that in that first half. That is true, and that that's that's the hard part. Uh, five more drops today, eight last week, thirteen drops in the last two weeks. Um, is is not acceptable for a, for a professional football team, um, and they're not just drop passes like, oh well, we'll do it again this time. It was third and ten drop by Kenny Britt that would have extended a drive. Uh, 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 fourteen you know, from the fourteen yard line drop that ricochets off his chest into the hands of yeah, you know of the, of the other team. I mean, they are back breaking drops and. Until the team figures out a way to get that rectified, I, I, unfortunately, I don't feel like this kid stands a chance. Um, you know, Wentz is a bit of a different situation where, you know, his best playmaker is Zach Ertz, and he's a tight end. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey's there. He's, yeah, he had a touchdown yesterday, not doing much. They have nothing in the way of a running back situation. Sproles is done for the year. I mean, they're starting a guy named Wendell Smallwood. I mean, so that's, we can't look at the Eagles and be like, well, it's because of his weapons. You know, Wentz is, is, looks like the real deal. Watson's a bit of a different situation because he has DeAndre Hopkins. They have two really good running backs. Yeah, that roster's crazy. And, yeah, 
Yeah, and they and they have a really good defense that kind of gives him some rest. A lot of it, yeah. Um, you know, so it's very unfortunate. You know, a lot of people want to tie. Oh, the Browns have the youngest roster in the league, which is great. But if you're going to perennially have the youngest roster in the league, you're not going to win football games on a long-term basis. And I, again, it's the second week in a row. I, last week was a much better showing for for Kaiser in my estimation. Um, you know, for he's still holding on to the ball way too long. Way too still long. making questionable decisions. Um, but again, until they find a way to catch the football when he throws it to them, it's not going to matter who's throwing it. I said yesterday at the stadium to my buddy who I went with, I said, here's the problem is that watching this game live, I can't tell if this kid's good or not because of everybody around him. Like the thing I'll say about Kaiser is this, if he was throwing interceptions to linebackers in the center of the field, it's like, okay, he can't read coverage. But if he's throwing an interception in the red zone because Kenny Brick can't catch and a DB catches a ball that's deflected off of him, I can't put that on Kaiser. He holds the ball too long, and I'm starting to worry now, as a guy who's like, well, maybe we got value in the second round, I am starting to worry now, like, some guys never get the NFL game speed. And I am starting to go, like, well, it's been a few games now, bro. Like, you haven't figured out now it's, like, three seconds and you got to have this ball out. So I am starting to worry about that. But he's not throwing over, the, you know, middle-of-the-field interceptions to linebackers, which would worry me more than what happens with Kenny Britt, which, by the way, I know it's a four-year deal. But, I mean, at this point, just cut bait and get out of it. I need to ask you this question, though. $17 million guaranteed, oh, by the way. $17 million. Yeah, and analytics it's- is awesome. I, I like oh, it. the analytics that do the analytics plan is really paying off. I have to ask you this because the Jets looked better yesterday and they won. And so if you go into the Jets game next week and you end up 0 and 5 and now what that puts you at what 1 and 21, the seat's now officially hot, right? It has to be, but you're starting to see a little dissension there. I don't know if you caught it last week, but they asked him or Hugh um, if if he if he feels he has a roster enough that that's built to compete, and and he said that's a question for the front office, not for him. Which is so, a shot at the front office. That's a shot. <laughs> which, yeah, I mean, so I don't, you know, there's. there's if I said that clearly, about my boss, I'm I'm taking a shot at my boss. Like that's a, that's yeah, exactly the, what that is. I mean, even Pac-Man Jones yesterday said he feels bad for Hugh Jackson. Pac, when Pac-Man Jones feels bad for you, um, you know that there's you know it's it's time to look in the mirror a little bit when you're the front office. Um, you know, again, Jamie Collins didn't play injured. Miles right. Garrett injured. Danny Shelton injured. None of those guys when play offense. When, when you're th- arguably your three best defensive players are not on the field, right? It's going it's to be tough to you're stop anybody, let right. alone somebody like with you know with the, with the weapons that they have. That said, when you're when you a screen pass goes for sixty five yards on touch, that's 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 not on the talent. That's on you know just not having the scheme and not doing calling things the right way. Um, again, it's t- is, as tough it is, is as it is to judge Kaiser. It's very. It makes it very tough to judge you, um, because you think of how the, you know how different the score would be, or how much different drives would look, if not for some of these drop passes. But that, that again, you, you don't play Kenny Britt. You know who, who are you going to put in there instead? Um, you know, and, and you have to hope that they're going to give you something. And I just don't think this team has the talent right now I to totally to compete with some of these some of these other teams, and, and including the Jets. The Law Powell's a, a terrifically good running back. I mean, you know, um, you know they have you know some some sneaky good receivers that are, you know, that could do some damage to this defensive backfield. I mean, I think it'll be a pick. That'd be my guess. I haven't seen the line yet. I think it'll be very similar to what we saw in Indianapolis from a Vegas standpoint. But, I mean, the Browns are like 5-15 and 15 over their last 20 from covering, which 
is just insanely bad because they're not even not, they're not just losing games; they're getting their doors blown off. I will. I, I agree with what you're saying on Hugh a little bit, but as a guy myself who has been high on Hugh and been saying things on the air like I believe this guy can coach and all this other stuff, at some point, dude, I get it. The roster's not good, and you'd have to ask the front office. But at some point, make lemonade. Like, yeah. I, I, dude, I need a little lemonade. I mean, I, I need can, a little. I, 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 they're I, not quitting on him. You know, I mean, I don't get the sense that they're they're that they're folding up shop on him. I mean, last week was indicative of that. You know, like Kaiser really, really wanted to score, you know, and try and try to knot that thing up against Indy, um, it just wasn't in the cards. I mean, if they were quitting on him, like we saw some of those teams like the Mangini teams or even, even Chud for a minute or even Mike Patton for a minute, you know, it looked like those teams quit on those guys. Yeah, and I don't get that. that sense right now from Hugh Jackson's team. Well, okay. it's still pretty, still pretty early in the season. I mean, you, you, they, these guys know they have 10-plus games in front of them. Wait till and I, guess, I guess the way I look at it is like, dude, I would agree it's easier to make a good meal when you have good ingredients. You know, be, Papa John's, better pizza, better ingredients or whatever. I get that. But, dude, these are the ingredients you have in front of you. And if you're not putting something that's at least edible out in front of us, dude, I'm sorry. People are going to start leaving the restaurant. Like, that's, that's just the truth of it. And at some point, I, it, where does the buck stop? Because, yeah, you can point and say, like, oh, the front office, and they can point and say, oh, well, there's injuries. But, dude, the buck stops with the president, stops with right. the coach. I mean, there's there's got to be some level of accountability there. Um, you mentioned a, a a there hasn't been a loss of confidence yet. There hasn't been a, a, hey, we quit on the season or we quit on the coach. Where do you think Deshaun Kaiser's confidence level is right now? I can't imagine it's very high. Um, I, hope it's, I hope it's decently high because there's an innate competitiveness and confidence built in when you're that level of professional athlete that I don't think, you know, any of us can really, right. you know, fathom. Um, but that's that I don't, I, I, if he, he's saying all the right things in these press conferences, but if I'm him, I'm going home and I'm like, who am I throwing this ball to? I mean, who, what am I, what, what more can I do? I'm putting, it's not even like it's a, you know, it, you know, there were, there were times with Johnny, you know, balls getting batted down at the line of scrimmage or, you know, some of these catches these receivers are laying out for, and they're just, they're just great catches. Um, you know, he's putting them in these guys' chest, and they're, right. and they're not coming down with the ball. So, I mean, if you're Kaiser, I think you still have confidence in your, in, in your own abilities. I don't think you really, I don't think, I don't know how you don't start to lose confidence in the guys around you. That's Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Buddy, uh, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again next Monday at 8. Take care, guys. Thanks. All right. Have a great day, man. All right. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. It turns out Vegas was not the only uh, concert to have its issues. A local rock star uh, suffered uh, some own issues of his own at his own show. And uh, we'll tell you what happened with Manson next on Rock 106.9. The Sansbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You got Sansbury here for Wakeham Subaru. October is Subaru Loves Pets Month. To celebrate, Wakeham Subaru is making a commitment to pets and animal rescues, and they're asking for you to help out too. Visit Wakeham Subaru all month long for a donation drive with the Second Chance for Animals, a local pet rescue. Wakeham Subaru will be collecting much-needed items for Second Chance, including dog food, cat food, cat litter, blankets, collars, leashes, cleaning supplies, and gift cards to local pet stores. Drop off your supplies at Wakeham Subaru now through October 31st. All donations go directly to Second Chance for Animals. Also, if you're looking for a new cat or dog, make sure you visit the pet adoption event at Wakeham Subaru. It takes place on October the 21st. Second Chance for Animals will have dogs and cats available for on-site adoptions that day. Plus, if you buy a new Subaru this month from Wakeham, a portion of the sale will be donated directly to Second Chance for Animals. That includes the Forester, Outback, Legacy, Impreza, Crosstrek, and WRX. 
all available this month at Wakeham with zero money down and all come with all-wheel drive. That'll be important here as winter starts to approach. In the last 10 years, Subaru has donated nearly $14 million to animal rescues. All month long at Wakeham Subaru, it's Subaru Loves Pets Month. Find out more at Wakeham.com. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have, we just have unearthed a pair of tickets part of the Haunted Laboratory in Akron. Nice. We'll be passing those out momentarily. Can't believe it, dude. October 2nd. Like, yo, it is fully time to go to the Haunted Houses. This year, dude, this year flew by for me. Crazy. They say, you know, time flies when you're having fun, and I would imagine so. You know what I mean? (laughs) I, uh... I just, I can't believe it's already October. Yeah, I mean, dude, like, Walmart is full throttle. Like, they've got Christmas blasted all over the place already. Oh, my God. Which, by the way, we got to get our vacation time figured out, oh, especially yeah. now that this thing happened in Las Vegas, oh, you yeah. know, Las Vegas last night now. Like, I hate to make it personal, but, like, I kind of want to go see my family now. It's understandable. You know I what I mean? Like, fair. I was terrified when I woke up and I saw that. I just reached for the phone and called my brother. And I was like, well, I texted. Let's be honest. Nobody calls. And I was like, you know, texted. I was like, yo, man, you guys didn't go to this, right? Because he's a big Jason L. Dean fan. And, you know, that was a huge show. I mean, there's multiple artists. I would have just assumed, like, that would have been something he would have taken his wife to. Maybe even the kid. I mean, she's like 13. Like, sure, you, can, yeah. you know. And so I was like, oh, my God. Like, please tell me this didn't happen. But now everybody's safe, so we're all good there. But um, it just, you know. More, maybe you want to touch my family. You know what I mean? More more details coming out. I mean, a, a, the worst mass shooting in the history of, of America. Um, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, there's, you know, no right thing to say here. There's no right way to do it. Um, but just people out there who are like, look at me, look at me, I'm a good person. I'm saying thoughts and prayers. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Don't pat yourself on the back too hard is all I'm saying. Yeah, like, people a- people lost their life and if you're using this as an, as an opportunity to hey, look at me, to to signal to signal now, your virtue, it's I, like, dude. Okay. I gotta, no, I gotta ask because I know there is that, right? But is it also maybe that people rush to do stuff like that because if they talk about, because this happens to me a lot. Like, if I wake up over something like this has happened, and I tweet something else out first, people call me out and go, this happened, and you're going to talk about your golf game right now? Like, this, I mean, so I wonder if that's some of this, where it's like, people need, like, let me say this, because I can't use Facebook or Twitter the rest of the day if I don't. Well, I mean, it was 6 o'clock in the morning, and you were kind of asking, where's the president, where's the president, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's fair, I was. So, so, yeah, there probably is a little bit of that where, you know, but I I guess the point I'm trying to make here is that, like, people, you don't have to... You're not wrong. Well, you don't have to make this about you, is is really what I'm trying to get down to here, and, like, I, I... I, it was it was probably half an hour ago, and I made the joke of like, oh, well, how long is it going to take one of the local me- media outlets to find a Northeast Ohio connection? And there already and is one. Already. Right? A mentor, man, standing at the blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, dude, we don't have to just, well, how can I get this to web clicks? How can I get this to likes? How can I get this to make myself look like a better person? It's not what it's about right no, now. No, it's a little, I mean, yeah, it it, it is. It's a little... Gross when that kind of stuff happens. How can I use this to prove my point? How can I use this to, to either further the right wing agenda or further the left wing agenda? Shut up, dude. Just shut up. Just let this happen. Be yeah. sad about it, but quit making it about you and your causes and your thoughts. Yeah, I um, I have a hard time with that stuff too. Like that's why I just feel like this is a personal thing. Like I understand that I'm part of like a media outlet and all yeah. that, but like there's a little bit of like my social networking where if like if my statement's going to be I have no words then I'm just not going to give you words. Right. Like, I'm not going to tell you I don't have words. No words for Las Vegas right now. Well, then what, what are, and we, are we doing here? There's also part of me that when something major like this happens goes, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this in 140 characters. I have a show. 
So I'll express my opinion and my thoughts and my concerns through this Fair. product. So like, but again, that's a me thing. Not everybody has this. Yeah, I was gonna say. And thank God for that. Like yeah, everybody has Facebook, and we hate that. Imagine if everybody had one of these. God, I can't even believe I have it. <laughs> Alone somebody else. You know, dude. Here's the thing. Another story got bumped off. Like what would have been big news because of Las Vegas, which is local rocker Marilyn Manson had gotten crushed under his own prop at a show the other night. This is now just a couple of days, I think one or maybe two days removed from where he like twisted an ankle at his show. Plays another show and there was a prop of two guns behind him. Jeez. Yeah, which does look a little odd right now. You know, given the fact that Vegas happened. But, I mean, welcome to Manson. It's what he is. Theatrics is part of what he does and should totally be allowed. And what, are we not going to have guns anymore? What, are we not not doing guns today? Like, no, we're America. We're doing them. And the thing just falls and collapses right on him. That had to be terrifying, dude. He's canceled, I think it's 10 shows now since then. I know he was set to play a show in Columbus here um, sometime. I think it was this week, right? Next week, maybe. And people I knew were going to go and had tickets, but, I mean, he's canceling shows. And, I mean, I don't know how old he is off the top of my head, but he's got to be. He's older than you, I bet, right? Oh, 50? he had to be. I mean, Antichrist Superstar was, what, 92? 50, so I'm going to guess. No, he's older than that, right? But he was in the 90s. I mean, he's got to be 50, I would think. I mean, it's just watching the video, and you can see it at WRQK.com. I mean, like, half the crew is out there trying to pick the guy up. That had to hurt, man. 48 years old, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, so there he is. The pride of Glen Oak right there. You know what I'm surprised about more? That? that, like, if you go to Seattle, Jimi Hendrix's house is, like, a thing. Do you know get, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can't believe Manson's like childhood home isn't like a shrine here. There's a part of it that's like, well, for the moment, don't get me wrong. I mean, I know rock and roll is always a little bit of danger involved in, but Manson truly was viewed as like a dangerous act, like as a, and I put the Beatles were too, right? I, you know what I mean? Those like goddamn long hairs, right? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, maybe we're just not for, far enough removed from it, or maybe people aren't as likely to care about. Yeah, stuff I guess. Like I mean, that. here's the thing: I didn't live here like when he was like ruling the world as like the biggest rock star on the planet. Yeah. I just have always been a little surprised by that, right? Because I mean. It's a smaller town that's a very... I mean, it's not like a fringe artist. It's Marilyn Manson. Um, it's a cult artist for sure, though. People that like Manson love Marilyn Manson. You right, know that's what, what I mean? I'm saying. Like, you're deep into that. Like, you're I can't not- believe... Like, all right, when I was in New Orleans, we went to Nothing Studios, which is where Trent Reznor does a lot of his stuff. And, like, like there were people sitting outside of Nothing Studios burning candles, just dressed in all black, just, like, praying at the altar that is Trent Reznor. And I just assumed that... Moving down here, I was going to get a little bit more of that with the Manson, like, childhood home. Like, I'm surprised by that is all. Not, like, con- like don't go there today and be like, Stan's reset. I need, a- I need a post right here. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I just expected a little bit more, like, you know, you take the Canton tour, and that's, like, the fourth stop on the on the tour. You know, you go down OJ's Boulevard or whatever it is. There's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Here's where Manson, you know, masturbated. It's like, I don't know. I just thought that would be a thing. If you haven't seen that video yet, it's online for you, WRQK.com. We'll get you hooked up with these Haunted Laboratory tickets next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9.
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Passing out these haunted uh, laboratory tickets here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need on those. I just read a, I just read a Hugh Jackson quote. Okay. That says he understands fans leaving early. And says then after that, I probably would have. Wow. 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 The, I, the NFL or the Browns do not want him saying that, no. right? No, 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 no. Um, I think they probably would have been okay with, I understand them leaving. Yes. Okay? Yes. You cut that out. Telling people what you would have done in that moment, like you would have given up, like, Hugh, that's probably not the best call there. Yeah, I would imagine, you know, you can sympathize and be like, I get it, but you put yourself in that. It's essentially saying don't come. It's essentially saying don't spend your money with us. It's essentially saying, like, not boycott because of Colin Kaepernick, not boycott because of Kneelers, boycott because the Browns suck so bad. Well, there was a little bit of that yesterday when I was sitting in the stadium that I thought that, where I was like, you know what? Honestly, like, for all the issues that the rest of the league is having, like, this, like, dude, we're just piss poor. Like, we should not come because of this. When, when did you arrive at the stadium? So... We got there. By the time we got like through security and got in, it, it would uh, the first quarter had already started. But we were in our seats, and I remember looking at the clock, and we were, there was 14 minutes left in the first quarter. So shortly after it started, so you missed the national anthem. We missed the national anthem. Okay. Yes. I and I wanted to see it. Like I it was one of the things where I was like, honestly, the whole way there, I knew they were going to get beat. So I was like, well, I want to see this because then at least I'll have something to talk about for Monday because I knew the game wasn't going to supply much of that. Did you hear the national anthem when you were standing in the line? Like, was it audible? Like, could you? Like, no. You're waiting. No, you couldn't. No, I don't remember hearing that. I, no. I just thought it was like I'm sitting in the in a bar watching the game yesterday, and the national anthem comes on, and they even drew attention to it, like. Coming up next is the National Anthem right. from the Cleveland Browns. And this kid comes out and plays it on electric guitar and does fine. I look around thinking, like, all right, somebody here is going to stand up for this National Anthem, considering how pissed we've all been about this recently. Nobody, dude. Everybody's eating their chicken wings. Nobody's paying attention. Nobody's caring. Like, nobody's, like, saying anything. Waitresses are still getting orders. Like, I just thought it was, and I thought maybe in the are- or in the stadium things would have been different. But if they're still putting you through the line, if they're still getting you to come through it, like, is yeah, it, is it really that like is it really that big of a deal for everything else that's going on? I can tell you they had they they pointed some soldiers out and the national guard they like, had a thing and here's what I can tell you. I know people are protesting and this and that and this, but when that happened, that entire stadium cheered. When they showed those soldiers on that screen, the entire stadium, black, white, Filipino, Latino, everybody was like, you know what? Thank you. And so that was kind of nice where I was like, you know what? That's how I know a lot of this is all media driven. And all of this is like, do the media makes it seem like it's so much worse or bigger than it actually is. And it's not because when people saw that, that, that still that American thing that gets in you where it's like, you know what? Thanks for keeping me safe. There was still appreciation for that. Like, you didn't hear people booing it or nothing like that. It's like, 
They played the Lee Greenwood thing as they're showing you the photos, and everybody came together. And it was a noticeable... As a matter of fact, I might have a video of that on my phone. If I can find it, I'll I'll post it. You know, so those are people in the stadium at the NFL game. You're right. This is... There's so much of it. Like, don't get me wrong. It's media-driven. There's issues. There's things that need to be addressed. But, like, it really is a big case of, like, guys, if you look at the people you know, if you look at the people you talk to on a day-to-day basis, if you look at the guy sitting next to you at the Browns game, everybody's there. Everybody's cheering. It's one of those things where people are right. Like, if you go to your friend's houses on Friday night, you play cards, you're going to find out people get along more than they don't. When did you end up leaving yesterday? So we walked out. It was the the third quarter had already started. Okay. But it had not, it was not over. Okay. And walking up Lakeside, like, you would have thought the game was over. Like, that's how many people were walking out. Like, it was actually my buddy Dustin, like, hit me on the shoulder. We were walking. He's like, look how many people are on the street right now. So everybody left. Yeah, because dude, honestly, by the time I was watching it at home at the fourth quarter, yeah, they, 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 you could see visibly empty seats throughout the stadium. So I guess I'm not surprised. No, it was bad. It was bad. I'm looking to see if I have pictures from the street when we were walking out. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'll tweet one of these out right uh, so you can see how many people are in front of me walking out at the start of the third quarter at Stansbury Shows. Where you'll be able to find those. Let's pass out these. Haunted Laboratory tickets. We'll take all our 15. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Fantone, I have found a list of things that apparently I'm supposed to try before I turn 50. But I'm going to leave a few of them off the list. I can't wait to hear it. No, a few of them are (laughs) staying off the list. And we'll tell you what those are next at Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have another four-pack of tickets for the WWE event this Saturday night at the Canton Civic Center. And, dude, you're sitting down and interviewing who? Uh, Becky Lynch. She's uh, she's one of the WWE superstars. I think she's taking on Charlotte Flair at the Canton Civic Center Saturday night. It's exciting times in the WWE uh, because Saturday, that is the event directly in front of Hell in a Cell, which will be on Sunday night, so you know it's going to be a good one. Oh, so, so storylines will be built in. Uh-huh. Like I said, Randy Orton's going to be on the uh, on the bill there. You've got uh, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, and uh, Bobby Roode all fighting for the U.S. title right there. It's going to be a good one, man. WWE champion Jinder Mahal's going to be there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So we'll pass those tickets out around 9.30 this morning. It's a, it's a four-pack on those. I'm excited. I I, do, I know wrestling's a big thing. I know a lot of people listen to the show love it. And, uh, you know, I, I like the fact that it comes right here. Oh, right yeah. to Canton, you know what I mean? It's, it's. I think the second time it's been here this year, probably like the fifth time since we've been on a show. So, no, I love that they roll and And Al Snow did remind us all on Friday that wrestling is the, the, the original American art form. Al Snow, absolutely awesome. Do you know how out. lucky you are I wasn't in on that interview? <laughs> like, had I heard that happen? Like, had I... I dude, yeah, I don't know. People could hear the eye roll that you did, dude. That's how loud it was. It was uh, it was awesome having him out in Dalton on uh, on Saturday night. And, Wayne uh, County WrestleFest. Uh, yeah. I've, Why do I know the name I've, of that? I've actually got some. Well, you know, I'm not gonna. I'll give you the tease on it, but I've got some announcements to make about my next upcoming wrestling event that'll be later in the week. Oh, edge of the seat. Edge of the seat. I paid for the whole the thing. <laughs> I paid for the whole thing, but I only need the edge. Oh my god. So I read this list yesterday yeah. of 50 things I'm supposed to do before I turn 50. I, I saw the list, and I was like, this is a Stansberry topic right here. Yeah, indeed. Okay. So, like, at 50 years old, I'm going to smoke cigarettes. Like, that's, like, my thing. Like C- Cigarettes and hookers, right? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. I, I think that's going to be the way that goes. If I'm not married by then. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so, right, so so hookers too then. Hookers. Yeah. Here we go. So so hookers too. Yeah, I, I feel like it, there's at a certain age it's okay to give up. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, at that point, you, Get might it as, in. you might as well live it up. I know you don't plan on being a super old man, so yeah, nah. why, not? why not spend the last two decades of your life in, did it, in there? Did get me to 60, right? and I'm probably like, yeah, all right. Everything's borrowed time after that? Yeah, probably all right with okay. it. Okay. Right? Uh, I mean, there's people out there that are 60 right now like, you son of a bitch, I have tons no, of women left No, but that's not what I'm saying. I See, I don't know why people would feel like it. I'm not saying take all the 60-year-olds right now <laughs> and like, F them off the planet, you go. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, for me personally, I'm not sure I want to live that much longer than that. How old was your father when he passed? 58. I know a lot of people use that as kind of the barometer. Now, of I feel like he was a think. little young. Yeah, like I, that I felt, do Especially too. now that my mom is like, it's been 15 years. She's right. had to live without him. Like that definitely feels young. Right. But I don't have that. I don't have right. the two kids. I don't have the wife. You know what okay. I mean? So I'm like, man, just take me off the planet at, you know, at 60. All but right. I may change. At 55, I might be like, no, man, bitch. I want to go. You know what I mean? So like, you know, there's oh, perspective yeah. in that. I'm sure 15 years from now, the world's going to be such a better place that Stansberry wants to keep living. Dude, come on. No, as I'm a greeter at Walmart, I'd be like, you know what, dude, this place is awful. Dude, get me off this planet. Not Walmart, but the planet is awful, right? So I read this list, and if some of it makes sense and some of it doesn't, you okay. know, obviously fall in love, get married, have kids, that's all stuff. Yes, you should probably do in life. If you haven't fallen in love by age 50, now, if you're not They're married, saying before 50, so this could be anywhere okay, in your life, okay, right? Okay, yeah, because okay, no, I did that too yesterday when I saw it. I was like, God, 50, but it's like before 50, okay. right? Eat fish and chips on the pier. I don't know why you would have to do that. I don't. I don't know. See your favorite band live. I do agree with that. Read a hundred books, which I think well before fifty you should get to a hundred books. Um, they're probably saying as an adult. I mean, you can't right. necessarily count the cat in the hat. You know, I mean, probably as an adult you need to read a hundred books. See the Northern Lights. That would be cool. I would like to do that. I uh, I remember I was on a Canadian trip um, when I was younger on a houseboat, and I remember we saw them, but I was like seven and I didn't care. I really do wish I would have taken that in in my life. Visit all. Seven Continents is another one here. I would like to be able to do that. I feel like yeah. more travel in my life is something I would yeah. love to have. Take a helicopter ride would be cool. I do have a helicopter thing. I'd like to do that. Um, uh, ride uh, ride in a gondola in Venice. Probably never going to do that. Right. Take part in a protest is number 32, okay. which I've already done. I did that in high school. Okay. Uh, where uh, I, I can't even remember what it was for now, but like the entire school like walked out and we marched on the square of Twinsburg as if we were going to get something done. And no, we didn't. Okay. Ride an elephant. Now, I've done that a few times since moving here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I've done that a couple of times. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Write a novel is on here as well. Eh, unless you're a writer, I don't feel like why you would be compelled to like tell a story. Not even your story. Like If you want to tell your grandkids, like, hey, this is what life was like when I was 20, that's fine. But writing a novel, nobody effing cares, dude. Nobody. Drink at Oktoberfest. That's another one. Run a marathon. Yeah, some of this stuff's all fine and stuff. You know, have sex on the beach, and that is cool. Dance in the rain. Yes, it's probably good for your soul, this and that. So I'm going to focus at the tail end of this list here, okay? Because number 47 does sound very interesting to me. All right. Which is spend a month technology free. Now, okay. I will admit that would be hard for me to do. I'm a phone addicted person. I, everybody likes to pretend it's a millennial issue. It's not. I am a phone addicted person. I'm also still at my age a video game person. Like, I like playing Overwatch. So that's technology, and that would be hard. Television right. would be technology. That would be hard. Um, I guess. Te- dude, television's definitely technology. I mean, uh, uh, well, I mean, are cars technology? Yes. So you're not driving a car. That's what I'm saying. So like, you're living in, a, in uh, are, are lights technology, so you don't have electricity. I mean, lights living, would be technology. You're living full Amish style. Like, so this is 
Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, due to tents technology then, right? Right. right. I mean, is, is, is a building technology, is indoor plumbing technology. All right. I would consider this month, if you lived in a tent for a month, that's probably good enough. Okay. <laughs> I, I would say And I would tell good. you that, like, flashlights would probably be okay. Okay. Well, now we're moving the line a little bit there. You know what I mean? Like, if they're doing it technology-free, I would say that, like... Modern technologies, like modern conveniences of your phone and stuff and Xboxes, that's probably too much. If you want to have a hand crank radio out there and listen to the Stansberry show, I think you're fine. Uh, what you want is the i is the free iHeartRadio app. The hand crank iHeartRadio yeah. app. Just get that son of a bitch going. It churns butter <laughs> and it churns butter and plays the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's that. That's what it does there. So uh, they say spend a month technology free. That sounds interesting to me. Number forty eight. These are things to do before fifty. Okay, is try drugs. Right now, my mom is screaming from Vegas. How about quit drugs? Maybe, maybe let's do that before Check we fifty. That one off the list. Tried a couple of them. Number forty nine. Have a threesome. Okay. I don't know if that's necessarily on a list of of things that all men should do before they're fifty. No, it's a it's it's one of those ultimate fantasies that every guy thinks about. But once you have the reality of it, guys, it's number one a lot more complicated than you think it's going to be. Oh, so much harder. And, and then and then the, dude, letting down two women sexually. Oh, dude, it's awful. Unless you're in the position where it's going to be okay. This to me reads. They like, get so bitter. This to me reads like, hey, try to talk your wife into a threesome. Which really, what you're doing is talking your wife into a divorce. So <laughs> right. Don't, don't yeah. do that. Uh, yeah. Honestly, it should be you know get. A lawyer under contract early, yeah. So number fifty is the one I really had an issue with. All right, because this is terrible advice. Okay, this is terrible advice. This is things you should do before turning fifty. Worse than try drugs and have a threesome. Because Way worse. Bad. Okay. Way worse. Which, right. by the way, that should be for those two should have went together. Right. right? And then that should be by age twenty four. You should be, if you can't get it over by then, you quit trying after that. Actually, one more here from the you know the rest of the pack. Thirty eight was backpack across Europe. I would love to do that. Okay. I would absolutely love to do All that. Right. But number fifty. The last and final thing you should do before turning 50 is horrible advice. Go to an airport and pick a random fight. A fight? A fight. A, a fight? A, at a random airport. Okay. That's horrible advice. Like, dude, let me tell you. I don't think airline security, TSA and all that, I don't think there's any sense of humor left in those people whatsoever. Do they mean pick a random flight? Because that would make a lot more sense. Did they? Did they? Is that a misprint there? Because picking a flight would make no sense, bro. <laughs> picking a random flight, I guess we could. Talk oh, you know, I too. never counted in <laughs> misprint. I was just like, man, men's health is a bunch of dicks. That's terrible. Okay, random flight yeah, I feel like that at an airport. Things. You're right. I never counted in. Like maybe that the spell check wasn't part of this. Man, for a day and a half I sat with that and I never once was like, you know what? I'm willing to bet that that was that was not the way that was supposed to be. If you walked into an air dude, if you walked into Akron Canton right now yeah. and you were like just gonna pick a random flight, looking at the board, where where would it be? Um, I would assume that I'm going to say somewhere in the United States of America. Um, I uh, I feel like there's a lot of the country that I haven't seen that I would want to. So I'd go out somewhere west, but I don't know. It'd have to be random. I'd have to pick something. I was out. gonna say you lived in California. Dude, where are you getting Where are you getting this money from? Just to walk in there and randomly grab a flight because at that also point, I think today's day and age, if you just pick a random flight, like doesn't that get you put on a list right, now, dude? And then you don't have you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. Where are you gonna stay? What are you gonna do while you're out there? So no, you pick a random flight and you end up in Shreveport. What do you? 
doing in Shreveport? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's terrible. terrible Turns out the advice. random fight idea was better. <laughs> I like my idea better. We'll get you hooked up with this four-pack of tickets for the WWE that will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for Wakem Subaru. October is Subaru Loves Pets Month. To celebrate, Wakem Subaru is making a commitment to pets and animal rescues, and they're asking for you to help out too. Visit Wakem Subaru all month long for a donation drive with the Second Chance for Animals, a local pet rescue. Wakem Subaru will be collecting much-needed items for Second Chance, including dog food, cat food, cat litter, blankets, collars, leashes, cleaning supplies, and gift cards to local pet stores. Drop off your supplies at Wakem Subaru now through October 31st. All donations go directly to Second Chance for Animals. Also, if you're looking for a new cat or dog, make sure you visit the pet adoption event at Wakem Subaru. It takes place on October the 21st. Second Chance for Animals will have dogs and cats available for on-site adoptions that day. Plus, if you buy a new Subaru this month from Wakem, a portion of the sale will be donated directly to Second Chance for Animals. That includes the Forester, Outback, Legacy, Impreza, Crosstrek, and WRX. All available this month at Wakeham with zero money down and all come with all-wheel drive. That'll be important here as winter starts to approach. In the last 10 years, Subaru has donated nearly $14 million to animal rescues. All month long at Wakeham Subaru, it's Subaru Loves Pets Month. Find out more at Wakeham.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show in Rock 106.9. We have a four-pack of tickets for the WWE event this Saturday at the Canton Civic Center. Fantel's super pumped about that. We'll pass those out momentarily. Tickets still on sale, too. Uh, you can get yourself some for as low as $15, from what I've heard. Nice. I, I want to uh, thank everybody asking me if my family in Las Vegas is safe. I took a lot of that this morning via Facebook and Twitter and the, and the like. Thank you for uh, your thoughts and concern. Yes, I talked to my brother this morning. We texted back and forth, and uh, I have found out that uh, he, my sister-in-law, my mom, and my niece are all safe. As a matter of fact, my buddy Matt... Donahue just checked in safe in Las Vegas as well. Um, he moved out there. It was a guy I've known a long, long time, and he's lived out there a long time now, and uh, he is safe himself. I actually saw something on Facebook from a girl. I won't call her a friend, but I like I know her socially to say okay. to say hello and the like. You know, okay. you're kind of friends with people on Facebook like that. Yeah. And she posted this morning. She's like, "Oh my God, so many of my friends live in Las Vegas, but thankfully none of them are dumb enough to go to a country concert." And I was just like, "Come on, like for come a, on. for a guy who hates." terms like this that is a little tone deaf like that's tone deaf like that's a good description and definition of the term tone deaf this is you're going to use you're going to use the biggest shooting to in be like American Jake Owen history. sucks right right to come down <laughs> yeah. on bro country yeah I get it kick the dust up put a dipper in fine sure make jokes dude but this is not a joking situation here but I mean I guess you can make the, the argument but you're going like, to start to see that it's like oh my god I would take a bullet versus a Luke Bryan song too like you're going to see that and it's like that's awful I mean yeah I agree with you 100% but I guess where's the argument of like, well, quit being so PC. offended, bro. Quit being yeah, so I mean, I'm not offended. Everything. I'm like, I'm not offended, and First I'm not. I'm, and and I'm not outright like you're right. People do have the right. I'm just telling you, like, I will never tell people. Like, I just wouldn't do that. 
Like, I wouldn't do that. I would choose to more to use these events to like put things in the right perspective and be thankful for the things I have. No matter what your point is here, whether you're trying to say country music sucks or the left sucks or, you know, uh, guns should be illegal, if you're using this as your platform to speak right now, if you're using this to to prove your point, you're kind of a dick, dude. You are. I, I don't so. care. I don't care what it is. I don't care what point you're trying to further, what cause you're behind, no matter how just or, how, or whatever you think of it, dude, this is not the way to do it. By I don't a tragedy so. like this is like this is what you're supposed to do that's it's ridiculous yeah it's kind of awful when i read that this morning i was like oh that's an it, i mean it's incredibly poor taste i mean yes you have the right to say whatever it is you want yes absolutely you do but like it's an incredibly poor taste and i guess i was just a little thankful that i wasn't the person that felt like i needed to do that through this like people have been asking me all morning and Fantone and I, you know, had the conversation off the air, but people have been asking me, do you think this is the thing that ends up, you know, more, and I hate to even start this conversation, more gun control. And I said, you know, Fantone said it to me off the air. He's like, dude, he's like, if kids in a classroom didn't do it, this isn't doing Kindergartners, dude. If right. Sandy Hook is not the thing that did it, I mean, then, a room full of dead five-year-olds. I, what is, what I'm is, not sure the Jason Aldean thing is, is, is going to do that either. It's a whole other conversation. It's going to be like all of like further down the next few days in the week. So I'm going to wait until we get there. I don't really want to get bogged down with that. But like, I just, I'm with you. It's like scrolling through my timelines today. It's just like, honestly, I just, instead of like going to this great resource, the internet, for like information and to be like, you know, made more knowledgeable on a situation. Instead, I want to run the opposite way because the op-ed stuff is so nauseating where it's like instead of like running to it to find more, to be more invested, to be more engaged, it makes me want to do the other thing. I just want to run in the opposite way of it. I think anytime a story happens like this, it's so big and so overwhelming when it comes to, you know, the national dialogue. I think we all want more. We all want more information. We want to be able to see stuff. And it's like, guys, you have to give this time to develop. I know we're all foaming at the mouth to hear more details about like, well, who did this guy vote for that? And what was his motivation? And it's like, dude, you have to give this time. You know, his motivation could have been mental illness. You know, it could have been a million things. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily matter what that was. Right. This isn't, this isn't the avenue to to prove that the left is better or that the right is better. This is this is a, a, a tragedy on a mass scale here. So I, I just feel like, you know, we, we're, we've been running audio all morning from NBC News. And there was a point somebody was like, hey, this isn't updated yet. And it's like, well, this is updated with the proven information. We all get on this hill of like when we want to about like well don't be first be right and then somebody goes and they're being right as opposed to first and we're losing our minds right. over it you know 55 plus dead from what i've heard 400 plus injured there's gonna be some moving pieces and parts there. the numbers are gonna rise all day Dude, people are in surgery right now as, as we talk about 55 and 400 and i don't know what kind of gun this guy was using i don't know but shooting down from the 32nd floor Onto there are multiple weapons found in the room. On, onto a crowd of people. I, I mean, I, to me, that just seems like that would be a really hard thing to do, like shooting down from the thirty-second floor. And but I guess I'm not a, a, an experienced with a know, crowd that size I, compacted in there. You're just mowing them down. I mean, you're I not guess, looking yeah. for individual people. Right. Accuracy isn't part of the equation. Right. So I think that makes it easier okay. than like you know finding a target in there. I, I mean, maybe we find out there was somebody in the crowd he was looking to find but i don't think so given all the information i've read this morning it just looks like i'm just 
trying to create a huge disturbance. He wasn't he wasn't necessarily picking people off. He was just mowing. May, he was just right. In the crowd. Like, dude, when I heard the gunshot, and I and and I'm not trying to make light of this, but when I heard the audio today, I was like, we still can't mic up press conferences. Right. But yet I hear this as if I'm standing next to it. How is that possible? Yeah, I mean, I just feel like from the 32nd floor, you would feel that that audio would be much more muted. It would be a lot harder to hear. But like I said, I don't know what kind of gun he's using. I don't know what the what the I, circumstances are. You know, I, I just took this via Twitter, and I feel like this is an interesting comment. It says, obviously, I'm going to second-guess outdoor venues like this for shows. And I'll remind people, like, the Eagles of Death Metal dealt with this in Paris. Right. And that was, a, that was a, you know, it wasn't Pulse Nightclub. I mean, that's, a, that's an indoor that's venue. Indoors, right. I, I, I don't think it's necessarily about where you're at. These things, we like people keep trying to find reasoning. There isn't. Like some people are just madmen. I wonder. I wonder what this means for venues like this. I wonder what this means for festivals like this. I mean, I heard reading a music festival was two weeks ago in Vegas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to put that like, hey, what would have happened if it would have been my company? But it will be interesting to see like what 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 changes here, if anything. Which I, I don't know okay, if anything well, does. So I was at a huge event yesterday in right. Brown Stadium. Right. Right. And the sign says walking up to the gate. Take your take your phone out of your pocket, but leave your keys in your wallet, everything else in your pocket. Because okay. they figured like the scans will pick them up. Okay. Sure enough, you get up there, they, they tell you to take them out, right? So I put everything over my head. I walked through the metal detector, and then there's another guy right behind it with a wand, and he looked at me. Touched me on my side like half a second, and I walked in. And as a matter of fact, I looked at my buddy Dustin, who I was at the game with yesterday, and the first thing we said to one another is, I said to him, he's like, you feel safe right now? He's like, not even a little bit. So, I mean, we've seen kind of stuff happen at stadiums. We've seen stuff happen at the airport. We've seen stuff. And what happens is we get all intense for about a year maybe, Six months, maybe, and then we're right back into rocked back into that American confidence. Yeah, It'll never happen to Meville. We'll pass out the the uh, last four pack of tickets we have for today. Anyway, the last four pack we have for today for the WWE. We'll close out the show giving you those next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at wrqk.com. If you missed anything from this morning, you can podcast it right there shortly after 10 a.m. Which, by the way, that the half of Americans find themselves attractive conversation was pretty good. Like, yeah. if you missed us talking about that, I make sure you get that on the podcast. That was pretty good. I'm ready. I I, I just I'm ready for today to be over. You yeah, know what I mean, it's been it's, a heavy day, dude. It it's has. it's been one of those days on the show, like where yeah, everything's heavy. I mean, when I mean, we were dealing with reeling from the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history. I mean, that's a big day. You know what I mean? It's just, and everybody's already screaming at one another. The whole thing's just kind of got me like, ugh. I just feel awful for everybody involved out there in Vegas. Obviously, um, Rock 1069 is going to keep you updated throughout the day with NBC News. We'll yep. do that. And uh, I think that's a good one. We do have a four-pack of tickets for the WWE. Oh, you know what? Looking ahead at tomorrow, though. Okay. It is New Tour Tuesday tomorrow. All right. And uh, we have new Blake Shelton. I'll name the dogs. Okay. Part of that. All right. I'll and name then the dogs. A new uh, A Day to Remember. I like we that. Got This is the name of that track. Yeah. And uh, still finalizing the like uh, the pop record. The hip-hop top 40. Trying to uh, trying to figure that one out. Fantone's trying to talk me into the new Kesha. So maybe I'll take a listen to that. If you're in a local band, artist, whatever, would like to be featured on New Tour Tuesday, send me your stuff, stansbrightwrqk.com. We love playing locals for that. Yeah, dude, we should get a band on here tomorrow. I, I feel would like, like that. Shine a light on Canton, Ohio. Indeed. The music scene. 
Let's hook people up with this four-pack of tickets for the WWE event this Saturday at the Canton Civic Center. We'll take caller 30 right now at 1-800-243-7625 on those. And aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day. See ya.